welcome to episode 36 of the Classical Guitar Composers Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Hales, glad to be bringing you another episode of the only show that features your original classical guitar music. And if this is your first time joining me, welcome to the show. You did hear me right, we feature your music. All you have to do is simply send an mp3 recording to chris at classicalguitarcomposers.com and I will air your original classical guitar piece on the podcast. It is that simple. And we get to hear new original compositions from around the globe. Today happens to be a very rare thing. Very rare indeed. It's almost like a solar eclipse. I am home, not at work, and my kids are at school. Therefore, the house is relatively quiet, and so I went ahead and recorded a new piece. Took the opportunity. I've had a composition finished for a little while now. I've been practicing it. I'm honestly getting tired of it. I really wanted to get it recorded and move on to new things. As much as I love it, anytime I'm getting ready to record something, I, I get sick of it by the time I do record it because just the repetitions, you know, you get sick of things. So, but it was nice to finally get a chance to record it. And, you know, it, it was a bit of a hassle in that, you know how some days you're just like on fire and your fingers are fast and you just, you feel like you could get up in front of a thousand people, you know, on the, on the spot, be thrown on the spot and you could just hammer something out, wow them all. And then other days it's like, I don't know how to play guitar. What is wrong with my fingers? I wouldn't say today was quite like that, but it took me a while to get this piece recorded because my fingers just aren't cooperating today. And it wasn't like a nervousness thing. You know, sometimes when I record, I I feel a little pressure to get a good recording and it's almost like a performance anxiety. It's like as soon as I put up, as soon as I turn on that microphone, I can't seem to play my piece. And that wasn't really the case today. I was very calm, I was very confident, I was ready. Um, I'd gotten up early and practiced. It just wasn't really my day. And so, very frustrated after, you know, attempting it over and over again, I, I went outside and it's like 29 degrees outside and I started screwing around with some metal. I've got a welding project I'm wanting to work on and so I started you know, going through my scrap metal and laying out my stuff, and it's, you know, it's cold, and this is like ice-cold metal on my hands. I'm doing exactly what you probably shouldn't do if you're wanting to record some guitar. You know, going outside in the cold, getting my hands cold, but I had to do something. I had to... I I had to re-establish this day. So I worked on that for a while. I came back in, and I sat down I still had the mic set up, and I re-practiced the piece. Actually, I got out the metronome, did some slow practice. and By the time, you know, I got through it that way, I'm warm again. Reset, let's go, and I got a pretty good recording of the piece finally. So it, it wasn't ideal, but on a day where I am not, I'm having an off day, See, I was determined to get this recorded because the kids are gone. The house is quiet. It's such a rare thing. So I was able to get a recording. Not my favorite recording ever. 
not my best playing ever, but considering the circumstances, it worked well. So there's a little tip for you if you're ever recording, it's just not working. Maybe you need to go outside in the cold, even though that seems like a bad idea, because that certainly does reset your brain. It did mine. Now, I did not turn the heater off. Usually when I record, I I shut down the AC or the heater, depending on what time of year it is. And I was just like, you know what, screw it. Um, quiet room be damned, I'm going to be warm when I play this, because it's just too cold. So I let the heater go. So there, you know, there's probably some... That brings the noise floor up a little bit, but, you know not so bad. And I did a, uh, I, I guess maybe I should talk about it because I won't be playing that, I won't be airing that today. Um, I'll be featuring my new piece in the January episode because I have something else to play for you today. But, so maybe I'll talk more about it. I was going to talk a little bit about the mics I used. I did a new miking technique that I've never done at home before. I've done it in the studio a few times, but not with my home equipment. And I, I think it, turned out pretty good. I'm, I'm happy with it, so we'll talk about that more next time. I've had some determination to just accomplish something lately. Aside from this piece, I also, um, okay, so every Christmas time, I always think I would like to arrange some mu Christmas music for classical guitar because, you know, I, I like some Christmas music, and I would like it I would like it on the guitar, but I, I've never really heard arrangements that I like. I, I have a, I do have a set that a friend did. He arranged like 30 Christmas songs for classical guitar, and they're pretty, they're pretty fun arrangements. They're very simple. They're the kind that like you can just pull out and play them, which is good. I've I've I used them at a, a little gig I had playing this Christmas party, um, a few years back. And they're perfect for that because they're they're easy enough to, you know, run through them a couple times and you're ready to go. Um, but I've always wanted to do some that are a little more so, but I never do. I never do. So I think the problem is it seems like too much to take on and so I don't do anything. So what I've decided is maybe I will arrange like one a year. So I arranged one this year and that's not recorded. I'm not playing that for you either today. But I bring that up to say, as I was writing it down, I was getting frustrated because the stabs in my sheet music notebook are so close together that it's very hard to write out guitar music in this. Uh, I mean, it, it's got room for like two ledger lines if you keep them spaced. Maybe it's more than that, but still, you know, like with guitar, you often have multiple voices, so I have a stems down and up situation, which kind of forces the need to spread those stabs out. So I was wondering if anybody has a, a sheet music, like a staff paper brand that they like and recommend, I'm open ears, because what I ended up doing with this one, and maybe this is what I do from now on, because I ended up composing on every other line and just to keep some space and actually that ended up being a benefit because when I wanted to rework some measures I just did them in that spot between but that's a frustrating challenge I've always um I've always been frustrated by it but never it's never like 
I've never had that moment where I said, this is stupid. Why do I not get staff paper where they're more spread out? Does it exist? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't buy these very often. The, a notebook usually lasts me a few years, so. I mean, this has got, this has 12 staves per page, and it's just eight and a half by 11 pages. So it's pretty small. So that's what's happening in my world of guitar. On another note, I want to follow up to what I said about Halloween Kills in my last episode. As most of you know, I just absolutely love horror movies. And I really loved the previous Halloween movie, so I was excited about Halloween Kills. And now that I've sat on it for a good two months or so, I think I'm ready to say I don't like it. Here's the thing, is um, some movies I immediately like, and I know I like them. And others, it's like, well, I enjoyed it, but then when I'm done, I'm not quite sure. And my opinions sometimes change after it sits with me for a while. I mean, that happened with the the new, um, the new Star Wars trilogy. You know, when I saw The Force Awakens, I really liked it the first time, and same with the next one. Over time, as it sat with me, I just realized, like, I have no desire to watch those again. And now that I think about it, I didn't really like a lot of these things about it. I think what happened was I was so excited to have Star Wars movies coming out again, and I was assuming they'd be a lot better than the prequel trilogy, which I was excited for, that I was, I was like, determined that they would be. You know, now now it's been a few years, right, that those have been out, and uh, I don't really care. I, I do like The Mandalorian. Uh, I don't want to get into a lot of Star Wars talk on this show, though. Somebody, <laughs> some this woman said to me recently, she's like, you should meet my husband, you guys would totally get along. He loves Star Wars. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like... A friendship based on the fact that we both like Star Wars is like is like forming a friendship off the off of like that we both eat chicken. <laughs> like <laughs> don't most people like Star Wars to some degree? Or I guess I mean I know there are plenty who don't, but I, I just don't see that as a a thing where I've like found my people when I meet other Star Wars fans. <laughs> In fact, as much as I love Star Wars, when I get around, you know, major Star Wars fans, I'm like, oh wow, you guys are really into this. And it's like, it's like one of my favorite things. I love Star Wars, but man, some people, it's, it's their life. So I, I don't feel like it's a good basis for friendship. Anyway, so in the Halloween, the, the I don't know what to call it. It was called Halloween. So you have like John Carpenter's Halloween, I guess is the original. And then the one from a few years ago was just called Halloween. And it was the sequel to the original that discarded everything else. All the other sequels, they said, yeah, we're, we're, that didn't happen. And here's what actually happened. And I loved it, man. I left that theater just wanting more. I couldn't wait for the next one. Uh, Every time I watch it, I've, I've watched it several times, I bought the movie, and I've watched it 
a few times. And I'm like, this is really good. And now that it's been a few months since Halloween Kills, I don't feel that way about Halloween Kills. So I enjoyed it in the theater. I am curious to see where they're going with it. But I, ha I don't really want to watch it again. Like, I, I, like I've... Yeah, I'm just not in the mood. So I can't quite put my finger on it, but... It's kind of like the new Star Wars for me. It's like, yeah, yeah, it was fine, but... It's not really what I would have done. <laughs> anyway. I have one more thought. It's going to be a short episode today. I have one more thought, and then I'm going to introduce the music for this month. I was listening to one of my favorite bands, Black Sabbath. I was out on a walk the other day, had my headphones on. Black Sabbath just, it, it felt right. And there's something I've always been fascinated with, and it's this. Why does Ozzy Osbourne sound like he's 45 years old on Black Sabbath's first album, and then sounds progressively younger throughout their career? Up into his solo career? Or maybe till his solo career? I don't know. But if you listen to the first Black Sabbath album, um, well, you can tell it's older by the by the recording itself. It just, it's definitely a lower budget. It's, uh, you know, the songwriting isn't as complex. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way. That's, that's probably my favorite Sabbath album. But, you know, you, it, there is a, a youthfulness to the music but Ozzy sounds like he's 45 years old and then if you listen to like their last album with Ozzy Never Say Die if you could just isolate those vocals you would think that Never Say Die came 15 to 20 years before the first album that's always fascinated me I don't, I don't get it but I love it I love it all I love Black Sabbath I'm also finding myself a little more excited, a little more open-minded, and looking forward to this Jerry Garcia movie. I'm always a little nervous to see how someone might screw it up, but but I am looking forward to it. Okay, and that reminds me of one more thing. So one more thing, and then we'll go to the music. As some of my longtime listeners know, my job pretty much exclusively deals with musical theater, like Broadway shows, okay? Now, it's not my thing. It I, I've learned an appreciation for that kind of music over the years I've been doing it. Actually, I've learned a lot. I mean, I've, I can really appreciate it. I can have a lot of respect for what is a good show, what's a well-written show, and, you know, like any walk of life, there's some very high quality stuff to some stuff that just, you go, really? People like this? Whatever. Anyway, all in all, it's not my thing. On, a, on just a personal preference level. So anyway, there was talk a little while ago. Well, it was in the works. A Grateful Dead musical was in the works. And I don't know what the storyline was going to be. I don't know if it was like going to be about the Grateful Dead or if it was going to be like a Mamma Mia type of situation where it's just this story unrelated to the band, but it's all built around their songs. I don't know which way it was going to be. But uh, the keyboardist from like the current renditions of the Grateful Dead, he's like from Rat Dog and 
the dead. His name is uh, Jeff. I've never known how to say his last name. It's like Chimenti or something like that. He was involved. I think he was like music directing it. And when I learned this was a thing, I was just like, please, please let this hit one of the uh, companies my company works with and let us record this show. I was just dying to play the guitars on it. And I believe it fell through. I don't I don't really know, but I, I don't think it was ever completely finished and, you know, certainly didn't make it to Broadway anyway. Honestly, I'm a little bit relieved because I would hate to hear what Broadway would do to Grateful Dead music. I mean, it is like the antithesis of musical theater. <laughs> and I just can't imagine Broadway singers with their uh, over-enunciating of words and <laughs> these belting loud. I, I just, I don't know, I can't, I can't imagine it with Grateful Dead music. I think I would have not liked it. I think I would have, yeah, I, I think it's a blessing that it never happened for me. Anyway, those are the things on my mind today. So, like I said, we'll have a short little episode I just wanted to get this in while I had some time in a quiet house, and being that it's December, perfect timing because we have a new submitter, and he has submitted a Christmas-themed piece. So I would like to invite you to maybe pause the podcast, get yourself a nice glass of iced tea if you haven't already, maybe refill the one you got, and sit back and relax, and let's check out this piece. Okay, so today's music comes to us from, I'm going to do my best with the pronunciation, Fadi Rashid. And Fadi writes, Good day. I composed this piece of classical guitar during my stay in the heart of nature, and the video is made by myself. It's the place where I live. Thanks a lot. Now, obviously, we won't be having video on the podcast, but, uh, Fadi did not provide like a ton of information. I don't have a lot of background, but I do have his YouTube channel, so you can see this in video form uh, as well if you go to his YouTube channel, and I will put that link on the website classicalguitarcomposers.com. He also mentioned that he is preparing to record some new compositions. So, Fadi, I hope uh, we get to hear some of those in the future. So without further ado, this is... Christmas Harmony Meditation by Fadi Rashid.
All right, there it is. We've just heard Christmas Meditation by Fadi Rashid. Thank you, Fadi. I apologize if I am not getting your name correctly, but I really enjoyed that and it's much appreciated. You, uh, I, I recommend checking out the video on YouTube. It's pretty cool. It's, it's mixed with nature and it's, it's a really nice effect to go with the piece. Uh, he mentioned that it was recorded where he lives. Not quite sure where that is, but it's very beautiful. So that's going to be our show for this month. I look forward to talking to you all again in January and hopefully showing you my new composition. I'd like to wish you all a Merry Christmas or whatever it is that you celebrate this time of year. I hope it's enjoyable. And I'm going to do my best to get through New Year's. It's uh. As I've mentioned before, my least favorite holiday. In fact, I despise it. To me, it is the symbolic beginning of just ugly, cold winter. But you know what? I am trying to have a good attitude about it this year. We're already uh, we're getting some pretty good snow so far this year where I live. We've been in a terrible drought, and so I, I know we need the snow. I hate it, but... I'm glad we're getting it, and I just keep telling myself, the more snow we get, that equals better boating, better fishing, and me and little Ginny can have a lot more fun together this summer if we get some good snow. So thanks for joining me today, and until next time, keep on plucking.